This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome to Party on the Peninsulas. I'm Lavora Barnes, Chair of the Michigan Democratic Party. The word this week, action. Another week, another shooting followed by more thoughts and prayers. At the federal level, Republicans make it clear that is all they are willing to do as innocent Americans are slaughtered, almost always with legally obtained AR-15 style assault rifles. Democrats in the Michigan legislature also offer sincere thoughts and prayers, but are continuing to move forward with action on common sense gun safety laws that have the support of an overwhelming majority of Michiganders. In a moment, we'll be joined by the chair of the State House Criminal Justice Committee, Representative Kara Hope, on gun safety, as well as protecting election workers from threats of violence. As always, we begin with a summary of the week's news with Dorian Tyus. I'm Dorian Tyus. Here are some of the stories driving policy and politics this week. Attorney General Dana Nessel has ruled that the state income tax cut created by growing state tax collections, is a year-to-year proposition. She noted that the wording of the law makes it clear that the trigger law does not automatically create permanent tax cuts. A new national poll from the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research shows a majority of U.S. adults are asking lawmakers to pull off the impossible, cut the overall size of government, but also devote more money to the most popular and expensive programs. Six in 10 U.S. adults say the government spends too much money, but majorities also favor more funding for infrastructure, healthcare, and social security, the kind of commitments that would make efforts to shrink the government unworkable and politically risky ahead of the 2024 elections. The College Board has selected 20 high schools in Michigan to be part of a pilot program this fall for the new Advanced Placement African American Studies course, according to a list obtained by Bridge Michigan. The course, in development for years, has been the subject of cascading controversies in recent months over an early curriculum draft that included a number of hot-button issues, such as the Black Lives Matter movement, queer and feminist studies, slavery reparations, and the politics inherent in teaching about the Black experience in America. Republican attacks on the LGBTQ community continue to escalate. In West Virginia, Republican Governor Jim Justice on Wednesday signed a bill banning gender-affirming care for minors, joining at least 10 other states that have enacted laws restricting or outlawing medically supported treatments for transgender youth. In Kentucky, lawmakers passed a sweeping bill Wednesday that restricts how doctors and schools treat transgender use, overriding the governor's veto and forceful objections by state medical associations, education officials, and parents with transgender children. The law bans access to gender-affirming health care for trans children, restricts which bathrooms and lockers they use, prohibits discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity in schools, and allows teachers to use students' birth names and pronouns against their wishes. A new study shows that Governor Whitmer's actions during the COVID pandemic saved lives. The aim of the research, published last week, was to dive deeper into the social, economic, racial, and political factors 
that helped shape the nation's response to the pandemic and the vast differences in infections and death across states. The study involved dozens of researchers associated with the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, a population health research organization based at the University of Washington School of Medicine. The Arizona Democratic Party said Thursday it is suing to keep the business-friendly centers group called No Labels from being recognized as a political party with the ability to place candidates on the state's ballot. The lawsuit is an effort to keep a third-party candidate from playing a spoiler role in 2024 when Arizona, where President Joe Biden edged former President Donald Trump out by just 10,000 votes in 2020, is poised to be a critical presidential swing state. You can find links for more information on these stories on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. For Michigan Democratic Party headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Tyus. One of the busiest committees in the opening weeks of the new Democratic legislature has been the State House Committee on Criminal Justice. Our Walt Sorg talked about the successes of that committee with its chair, Ingham County Representative Kara Hope. Representative Hope, you're in your third term, and I suspect your third term's a whole lot different from the first two. It couldn't be more different. I, I've been telling people it feels like a totally different job. People are looking at legislation I've uh, dropped, you know, like I've been working on legislation my entire time in the House, but nobody cared about it before. So that's kind of uh, an interesting change and being busy and being honestly more hopeful. It can be stressful in the legislature at times and and to know that you're doing that only to be there as a no vote all the time can kind of grind you down. But just feeling good about the changes we've already made and, and looking forward to the rest of this term. Probably the biggest headlines to come out of your committee, as well as a couple of others, deal with gun safety. Seems like every week we're talking about still another mass shooting, including, of course, the one just down the street from your district at Michigan State University. What is the status right now of gun safety legislation? What's in the works that hasn't come to the top yet? Already in the House and Senate, we've passed universal background checks for all firearm purchases, and we've also passed safe storage for firearms. There is the extreme risk protection order, which seems to be the most controversial and, and the most difficult, honestly, to draft. That one has passed the Senate, but we're still working on it in the House. One of the issues that's come up recently around the state uh, in newspaper articles is the question of enforcement. Basically, laws are enforced at the county level, and you've got some sheriffs and some prosecutors in the state saying, basically, whatever you pass, they may not enforce how do you respond to that? That's unfortunate for the constituents. I mean, these are gun safety regulations. It's meant to make people safer. It's not meant to be burdensome for law enforcement. It's not meant to be onerous for legal gun owners. If I were a constituent in one of those counties, I would be upset myself. I'd be reaching out to my sheriff or my county board of commissioners and saying, hey, this is this is unacceptable. And just generally speaking, I think it's unacceptable to say that they're not going to enforce the law. That's not a sheriff's job, really, to interpret the law. So that doesn't fly well with me. Is that the sort of thing you can address legislatively, maybe pass a law, making it more difficult for them to ignore the law? 
you know, I don't, I don't know that that's been examined. It's, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but I guess it's a possibility. Wanted to ask you a little bit about the dynamics of the legislative caucuses on both sides. You lose one vote in the House and you've lost basically the ability to pass a bill on a party line vote. You've only got a two vote majority. How has the speaker and the leadership managed to keep the caucus so cohesive so far? You know, we're all moving in the same direction. All the things that we've passed so far, for the most part, with the exception of some of the the SOAR allocations, the the business uh, incentives have been easy to pass, I think, for the Democrats. We're all rowing in the same direction. The list of things that we've passed already have been on Democratic wish lists forever, uh, you know, repealing the pension tax, repealing right to work, and all, all those things that we've done so far. Shouldn't have come as a surprise to anyone that those would be at the top of our list, and, and they were easy to pass. Not everything that you do in your committee makes ma- massive headlines, but it can make a big difference. What are some of the things that are on your agenda for the next six to 12 months, especially in the Criminal Justice Committee, that's going to impact the lives of your constituents and the rest of the state? Well, one thing that I think will be impactful is an issue that we heard right before break, which was requiring the state to issue IDs to people who are about ready to be released from incarceration. It will help them make more of a seamless transition into society. I don't know that that will necessarily affect a lot of people in my district, but it'll be transformative for the folks leaving prison. And people forget that those family members, those community members who end up in in prison, most of them come back to the community. So it's important to make sure that they can do things like apply for housing, open a bank account, all the things that we take for granted, set them up for success. One area that shouldn't really fall into the jurisdiction of your committee, criminal justice, but unfortunately does, is the security of elections and threats to election workers, even up to the point where people were marching outside the Secretary of State's home during the last cycle. What are some of the things that you're working on along with the Elections Committee on beefing up the security of our elections so people can vote freely and without fear? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, very early on, I'm on the Elections Committee as well. So very early on, my uh, colleagues and I introduced a three-bill package that would enhance security. Two other bills uh, have to do with firearms around uh, polling places and and places where canvassers are conducting business. Uh, My bill has to do with specifically with threatening or harassing election workers that goes all the way up to, you know, like clerk, all the way down to the lady who hands you your I voted sticker. That was a priority of the secretary and and the attorney general to make sure that there's something for law enforcement if things go wrong. Hopefully it won't ever be used. That You know, that would be great. But if we need something... If we need a a criminal statute to go after someone who's really causing trouble for election workers because of their status as election workers, it'll be there. I have dropped it. It's undergoing major revisions right now. Some of the details are still being hashed out. One last question, and that's on the greater threat of violence aimed at elected officials and public officials in general, whether it's Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, or I remember your colleague from Lansing, Sarah Anthony, literally having an armed guard walk her into the Capitol at one point after the gun demonstrations at the Capitol. 
how do you address something where it seems now that it's it's almost like a part of our society? If you disagree with somebody politically, you threaten them. That'll bring our democracy down. I mean, if it escalates, if it keeps going in that direction, it will it'll end a democratic society because that's not how we resolve things here. We resolve things at the ballot box. We resolve things by petitioning our elected officials and keeping them in check with elections, not with firearms, not with threats, not with uh, harassment online. That is the antithesis of our democracy here in the United States. Representative Kara Hope, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Always a pleasure to see you. Nice to see you. And that's our update for this week. We urge you to subscribe to our weekly podcast and share it on your social media. The podcast is available on your favorite podcast app or on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Party on the Peninsulas is a production of the Michigan Democratic Party.